Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 28th day of July, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I will be talking about Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s testimony before a congressional committee on July 20th. The committee was supposed to be looking at the subject of censorship, but then House Democrats decided to censor him, first by disinviting him, then by having him testify in executive session, which would have censored his remarks from the public. They claimed that there are some views so, quote, beyond the pale, they shouldn't be heard at all. Kennedy, it seems, has gone off the reservation. Therefore, he poses a serious threat to Democrats, but if they only thought about it, to Republicans as well. The rancor in the room. When he spoke, almost drowned out his words as he started to give a short tutorial about the importance of free speech. Without it, he said, we cannot talk about the things that divide us or debate the big issues that affect people's lives so profoundly. Things like inflation, income disparity, so on and so forth. We need to debate those things, he said, and talk about possible solutions instead of making them forbidden to discuss. It was fascinating testimony indeed, and I hope that many Americans had the chance to hear him. It seems that the Democrats have changed tactics with regard to Robert Kennedy, probably because he is becoming a force they can no longer ignore. Since they can't ignore this obviously growing threat, they have decided to defame him. He's a Jew hater, a racist, a kook, a nut. He's a fringe politician with nothing but conspiracy theories to offer. The trouble with that approach is that he's the one with a briefcase full of scientific studies, the one with proof behind him. Therefore, he must be silenced. Everything, virtually everything, that is, you read, especially in such publications as the New York Times and the Washington Post. Everything you read there makes you inclined to just dismiss him as another French politician with strange views. However, each time you look at what he actually said, you get a different story. That's the story. That must be censored. He's always listed as an anti-vaxxer, but he has been vaccinated and long with his children. That doesn't stop him from wondering, though, wondering and investigating whether the vaccines are really as safe and effective as advertised. The Democrats, on the other hand, seem to believe that any question, any investigation to find the facts is a threat. They're correct in that these things are threats to their empire built on lies. Kennedy wonders about these things. He often mentions them. That causes a lot of people in high places to defame him. For example, he wonders if Sirhan Sirhan really killed his father, whether his uncle's murder, which occurred right after he threatened to break the CIA into a thousand pieces, was simply a coincidence. His 40 years of litigation as a trial lawyer makes him wonder about the efficacy of the drugs being injected into the bodies of helpless infants. Those are all things we're just supposed to accept at face value because that's what we're told to do. You know what makes the swamp really hate and fear him? He's threatened damage to the entire central banking system by trying to solve the problem of inflation by tying the dollar to gold and Bitcoin. That simply cannot be allowed to happen because the money of the people might just have value again. The deep state would have to start asking whether their vote-buying schemes could be afforded. He knows that inflation is a problem for Americans who need groceries, and the price of groceries goes up each week, but the pay doesn't go up. Despite his obvious health decline and the corruption becoming more and more day by day, Joe Biden 
is the deep state and all it entails, and the Democrats are very much afraid of anything that threatens it. The Democrats and their captive media, therefore, set out to knock Kennedy out of the race, labeling him as an anti-Semite. That should deny him the Jewish vote. Those are overwhelmingly Democrat. Calling him a racist should take away black votes, which are normally 95% Democrat. Labeling him as a conspiracy theorist is supposed to take away the votes of the middle class. The weird thing is that they all know quite well that those accusations are nothing but lies. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries called the Kennedy campaign a living, breathing, false flag operation run by right-wing political operatives who have objectives to take down President Joe Biden. I'm certain that Mr. Jeffries knows that isn't true, and besides, Joe Biden's doing a pretty good job of all that himself. Debbie Wasserman Schultz in the committee hearings moved to censor him. When that didn't work, she tried to move the hearings to executive session. Ironically, she tried desperately to censor testimony being given at a hearing on censorship. They all know he doesn't hate Jews. They all know he's not a racist, but they also know he would seriously threaten their money and their power. Kennedy wants the American people and their elected leaders to have a conversation with each other, but the Democrats are desperate to avoid that. They're so desperate that 102 of them signed a letter to that effect, and Kennedy addressed the letter in his opening statement. He said that in his announcement speech, he talked about conversations that we ought to be having with each other as Americans. Quote, but I was shut down. That's why the First Amendment's important. Debate, congenial, respectful debate is the fertilizer. It's the water. It's the sunlight for our democracy. We need to be talking to each other. Now, this is a letter that many of you signed, many of my fellow Democrats. I've spent my life in this party. I've devoted my life to the values of this party this this 102 people signed this. This itself is evidence of the problem that this hearing was convened to address. This is an attempt to censor a censorship hearing, end quote. He went on to tell them that as far as America goes and its history of representative democracy, they are the oddballs, not him. Quote, we need to be able to talk, and the First Amendment was not written for easy speech. It was written for the speech that nobody likes you for, end quote. He told them that they had to invent a new word called malinformation to censor his Instagram account because everything on it was sourced with peer-reviewed publications or government databases. Nobody has ever pointed to a single piece of misinformation that I published, he said. Notably, it was not the ones who wanted him gagged who were citing scientific papers. The censors remained loud. They moved from, no, there's no censorship, to, yes, yes, we did it. It was good. We should do more of it. The New York Times joined in the defamation on the side of their masters. Quote, these are thorny questions. Is information protected by the First Amendment? Misinformation, that is, is that protected by the First Amendment? When is it appropriate for the federal government to seek to tamp down the spread of falsehoods, end quote, to the Times? I point out that the only purveyor of falsehoods more adept than the federal government might possibly be its propaganda machine called the New York Times. He is learning a lot about the party whose values he said he has spent his life defending. I would like to tell him that those values, the ones held by his uncle and his father, they don't exist anymore within that party. He probably finds himself awake in an alien universe he doesn't recognize. He's trying to make sense of it.
He explained to the committee that after his announced candidacy, it became harder and harder for them to censor him, so they changed their tactics. Quote, so now I'm subject to this new form of censorship, which is called targeted propaganda. I'm being censored here through smears, through misinterpretations of what I've said, through lies, through association, which is a tactic that we all thought had been discredited and dispersed with after the Army McCarthy hearings in the 1950s, but those same weapons are now being deployed against me to silence me, end quote. He then called on the Democrats to turn away from their wicked ways and start the process of ending the polarization in America. The Democrats, led by Wasserman Schultz, continued the persecution throughout their portion of the hearing by refusing to let him respond to any questions they ask, I submit to Mr. Kennedy that he has grossly underestimated the complete dishonest power-mad nature of his fellow Democrats. His appeal to civility and open debate is therefore doomed to fail within the confines of, confines of the Democrat Party. Why are Democrats so angry with Kennedy that they want to gag him, to silence him? and not allow him to present the evidence of what he asserts to be true. Some are angry because he dared to challenge his own party. They see him as a traitor to his class, that is, the elite East Coast Democrat liberal class. Some because he threatens the medical pharmaceutical industry by wondering about the safety and efficacy of vaccines. Some despise him because he wants to threaten and rein in the military-industrial security intelligence complex and with it, the trillion-dollar no-win wars, the body bags, the waste, the graft, and the corruption. Some people despise him because without working a day outside government, they have become rich and powerful. For example, members of Congress who have served 10 years or longer somehow manage to maintain an extremely high net worth, which goes up each year. They don't appreciate his criticism, his betrayal of the elite class. His own grandson called him an embarrassment to the family. These people who hate him are the obvious, but not the most dangerous ones. He is running against the deep state, yes. It's the military, security, intelligence, pharmaceutical, education, high-tech complex. He threatens them. In short, he's a threat to the empire. His willingness, for whatever reason, to threaten the empire has made him the subject of the most dishonest attacks since those levied against Donald Trump, he is probably even more of a threat to the system than Trump because he's honest enough to say the truth and challenge detractors to prove him wrong. They can't, so they just defame him to cover their fear. In conclusion, I will leave you with a warning he issued later in the speech. Quote, a government that can censor its critics has license for every atrocity it is the beginning of totalitarianism. There's never been a time in history when we look back and the guys who were censoring people were the good guys. All of us grew up reading Arthur Kessler, Robert Heinlein, Aldous Huxley, George Orwell. They were all saying the same thing. Once you start censoring, you're on your way to dystopia and totalitarianism, end quote. Finally, folks, this man has something to say to the empire, but the empire does not want to hear it. That's why he's an enemy of the state. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.